Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome fans of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and thank you for joining us on our series called Semi-Pro Sunday. It's everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and I am joined by the new Cascade Cougars basketball head coach, Nate McMullen. And uh, again, everybody from the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, uh, congratulations on that job and hope you continue the strong tradition and success out there. But we're not here to talk about basketball. This isn't the Dubuque Area Basketball Podcast. We're here to talk about Cascade Baseball and the Cascade Reds of the Semi-Pro League. Now, I know Cascade, Nate, has a huge tradition. What is just a quick background history of the Cascade Reds? You know, I was thinking about that a lot. And, uh, you know, it kind of was engraved in us when we played for, you know, Cascade Baseball itself. Um, It's, you know, just you always want to out hustle people regardless of um, whatever it is. And that, that takes no work ethic, no ability at all. And, you know, um, the biggest thing to us is spreading out to a position. You know, I, um, I listen to Roman's thing and um, all that stuff. And that's one thing that's kind of engraved within us is just simply working hard and um, out hustling each opponent, regardless of who it is. Yeah, you read that a lot that it takes um, no athletic ability to uh, out-hustle your opponent. Now, Nate, tell us about some of the players on the Cascade Reds. Who are some of the guys on your roster this year? So um, the returner aspect of it, you know, we have Bryce Simon, um, who just recently actually is going to Clark University. Um, I think he's, he was just trying to follow my footsteps or something like that. But can I we can insert save that sh- for another rainy conversation. Can I, can I insert a shameless plug here? Absolutely. All the Cascade fans that are listening to this, please go listen to Dan Spain's interview on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Truly, so far, no offense to anybody that has been on the show, but my all-time favorite guest, and I think probably the best interview that I've had so far. So check out Bryce Simon, who will be playing for Clark University, and check out that episode of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring Dan Spain. Who are some of the other guys on your roster? Um, You know, we got um, Bryce's brother, Brock. Um, He's playing basketball at UD, but, um, you know, he's – still a pretty good baseball player too you know he's um, a lot of people laugh at us but you know we we might have the quickest outfield that the Reds maybe have ever seen with you know Brock and Bryce and Harris Takis is going to play a little bit as well um uh you know looking around we we have Derek Lawrence 
Um, he played baseball at the University of Iowa and uh, Nyack as well. And, you know, he's, he's a guy that um, a lot of people don't recognize that he can hit it. He can swing the bat extremely well. And uh, that's one thing that he's going to, you know, be relied on a lot with us. Um, and then uh, obviously Austin Scoopgale, um, he's going to be back playing with us as well. Um, per, to me, he's the best shortstop that I've ever seen play the game um, within the area, at least. And, you know, he's, he's back for another year with us and I'm excited that he is back. Um, and then um, we also have Blake Simon. Um, he is a cousin of Bryce and Brock's. He's also an infielder that we're going to kind of rely on a lot playing either up the middle or maybe a little third base. Occasionally we'll see from that. Um, Nolan Weber is also um, going to be back with us. He's a big lefty um, catcher. Uh, I, I, you, you rarely see tall catchers, but I think Nolan's standing about six, five and he squats down pretty good. So, you know, that, that helps us. That, that makes me not have to put the gear on again, hopefully, but you well, hope you, hope we'll you have a tall Rob. umpire too, so he doesn't. So yeah. he's able to see over him. Well, six, you got six shooter, one of the best, one of the best umpires in the game, with, behind uh, Nolan for a lot of the Reds games. That's Dale Wiederholt. Okay. Um, he, you know, D- Dale's Dale's a guy that gets a lot of recognition for wearing red shin guards and shorts. But I told him whatever he feels comfortable wearing, he's more than welcome to wear. So, especially um, with the umpire shortage, you can't be too picky these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, who knows? I might call you to come umpire the bases someday. <laughs> I don't know if my back can ha- can hold on, but <laughs> thanks for considering me. <laughs> no problem. Um, you know, kind of. Keeping going back to the player aspect of it, uh, I myself is going to, you know, continue playing a little bit. Um, Harris take us um, some newcomers this year that are actually going to step in and play a little bit with us is uh, Logan Otting. Um, he, he graduated last year. He's playing football at Iowa State. So kind of seeing how long that he can play uh, before he has to go back. And then um, also uh, Jackson Bennett. He's going to come pitch for us a little bit, play, you know, first base a little bit. He just got done playing at Kirkwood, and he's going to go pitch for Michigan State, which is awesome. Go um, green. And, yeah, go green. Now it's, I was just thinking about that, too. I was like, oh, Nick's a huge Michigan State man, too. I am. Once uh, we wrap up a lot of these interviews, I think I'm going to reach out to him to get him to be a guest if he'd be interested in that. He's got a pretty unbelievable story, and any Michigan State connections I can make, I'm I'm all about. Um, yeah, he's a great he's a great guy too. It's interesting thinking about Cascade. When I played, it was always full of McDermott's, Weber's, and Monarnox, and it seems like it's kind of the same thing. But now it's uh, Simons that are controlling the lineup card there. Yeah, no, uh, the, and the the funny thing is, it's like the rich history of Cascade Reds. Um, a lot of Simons actually used to play. Like you, you had Mark Simon, who's going to be a co-manager with me this year. Um, Shane uh, Simon as well. That'd be Blake's dad, and then Dave Simon um, as well. And you know, it's it's all about rich history. You know that in Cascade with basketball, with baseball, or whatever it is. And it's, it's nice to kind of start seeing a lot of these younger kids play for the Reds where their fathers used to play. And um, that's a big impact, I think, for the Reds as well. 
Now, Coach, before we get to guys that are hanging it up that we won't see that we've seen in years past, is there anybody that will be playing this year that you failed to mention that you want to give a shout-out to before we move on? Uh, one of the most veteran pitchers in the league that everybody seems to have a tough time facing. Uh, Brad Bockenstead is going to be back for year two. Um, I, I'm excited. He's, he's a competitor. He's awesome. He's great to play around. And, you know, he's not afraid to teach um, moments like, you know, little things to the uh, younger guys, which is awesome. It's a, it's a great, great thing for him. And he enjoys playing with us as well. Um, also, we have a couple of Brock or excuse me, Bryce's old teammates kind of going to play with us as well. Um, one guy uh, names Justin Hutter. He uh, played with us a little bit last year. He wants to come back and play again. Um, he went to, I, I for, honestly, uh, I, I don't know where he plays now, but I, I believe it's like a D2 or something. Um, and then Braden Houston, he's a pitcher um, that went to Southeastern as well. Uh, he's from Iowa City West, I believe. And uh, he pitched with us a couple games last year, and he, he's definitely a competitor. Um, that there's no doubt about that. And then also uh, Bryce Shares, who is um, a Don Bosco kid. Um, he went to Southeastern last year, and he's gonna he's gonna pitch for us as well. Um, so that that and oh, and Greg Bennett as well. Um, mm-hmm. Greg's gonna be coming to play for us a little bit until uh, he has to leave. I think he he might have to leave July one, but um, you know if the collegiate. Um, summer season doesn't happen we still have greg to play for us as well yeah who knows what's going on with that governor in illinois but uh greg is committed to play for the DePage pistol shrimp of the prospects leagues also if you want to know greg's story dubuque area baseball podcast interviewed him a couple weeks ago check it out now who are some of the guys that played last year that aren't able to play this year or may have had long running careers and decided to hang it up so Really, only two guys. Um, Dylan Simon, he he would be uh, Brock and Bryce and Blake's cousin as well. Um, he is, I believe, the president of the uh, Tippy Business School in Iowa now. Um, so he's got a lot of stuff to do there. And, uh, you know, once again, a great kid, um, loves to compete. And uh, he, he's definitely going to be missed. But obviously, he's more than welcome to come back as well. And uh, the, the second guy is one of my best friends, um, a lifetime right fielder, uh, Reagan Takis, Harris's brother. Um, and, you know, Reagan, once again, he was a competitor as well. And there's just things that, you know, he, he just didn't want to um, keep going, which totally respectable on his behalf. And he's got things that he wants to do uh, in life. And we, we can't argue with that at all. You know, they, they definitely made a huge impact with the Reds and they're always welcome back to play. Now, last year, Cascade, the Cascade Reds went 23 and 15 overall. Traditionally, how is Cascade? Are you guys middle of the pack, bottom feeders? Or are you one of the elite teams? Generally, what are your expectations going into a season? You know, normally with the tradition, Nick, um, Cascade Reds are, are more of the elite team. Um, but, you know, with the, with the whole transition thing and um, of getting the younger guys in, we know we're going to have years that, 
you know, we might not as be, be as good as what we, you know, would hope. Um, but, you know, our 2019 season, you know, we went 23 and 15. We got first in the Holy Cross tournament, second in the Cascade tournament, second in Piasta, and then third in Bernard as well. And um, the best part about it is the support that we have from our community. Um, the amount of games during our tournament that everybody from the community came out and they're very supportive. It was awesome. And that's one thing that I cannot thank the community enough with. And um, that's the biggest thing to me is the support um, from everybody. And um, it, it's nice. It's fun. And I, it's, it's funny. I remember um, that Cascade championship game last year, we played Key West. And uh, of course I know a lot of Key West guys due to, playing with the Clark Crusaders at the time, but now the pride. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun playing with them and against them and, you know, just seeing everything. And I re I'll never forget Kevin Hunley um, hit a bomb to left center to tie the game. And then they won on a bunt, bunt single with a guy on second base and we overthrew first base. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that they won. And they, they actually, um, that was their first time ever winning the Cascade Championship game. So, you know, the hats off to them. But, um, of course, the first game that we had this year, it's against, you know, the Johnny Dollar Ramblers. And uh, we're, we're excited to get going. I know uh, Coach Spain said that that was one of his highlights was winning the Cascade tournament. But I, I would say that Cascade's fanfare is remarkable. I had shared this story when I talked to Roman how when I was on the varsity staff at Hempstead, we were ranked number one in the state. Uh, 4A and we came to play Cascade. We threw our best pitcher. You guys threw your best pitcher. And the feeling of the ballpark was electric. I am not kidding. I bet you there was five to 700 people there to watch that game. And it, it was probably one of the coolest experiences and feelings as a coach outside of, of the state tournament. So props to that Cascade community team there. Now, what league do you guys play in? What semi-pro league? Are you in the Hawkeye League or the Prairie League? Yeah, we're in the Eastern Iowa Hawkeye League. Um, I'm trying to thank everybody who's in the league. It's us in Worthington, um, Key West and Farley. Um, I believe Rickersville is in it. Um, I'm trying to think. Dubuque Budweiser's Monticello and us. So I, I'm pretty sure... Um, yeah, it's it's an A-team league, and if I'm missing somebody, I apologize for that. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of the league that we're in. And, you know, predominantly every year, you know, the Eastern Iowa League, it's very competitive, and that's one thing that I love about, you know, even playing now. It's semi-pro baseball, and we're extremely lucky to be where we're at playing that wise. And um, I, I can't thank everybody enough for that. I've heard that a lot. I've even had close friends move away to bigger cities and they play uh, baseball and they talk about how the competition isn't even close to the semi-pro leagues here in the Dubuque area, which is awesome. Who do you think uh, are going to be some top teams and some top players in that league? And don't be afraid to toot Cascades horn too, if you'd like. You know, I, a lot of I've been thinking about that, and recently, you know, a lot of the top teams, obviously, you got Farley. Um, they're normally predominantly pretty good. Um, they have a big lefty, Andy Seabrook, uh, 
And then, I mean, their pitching staff normally is pretty good. Um, and then they're always a team that's going to compete regardless of if you're up five or down five, um, whatever. Or, and baseball fives a lot. But it, even if, you know, up two, up one, you know, each team is going to make a run. And Farley is normally pretty good with putting the bat in the, uh, or put the ball, putting the bat on the ball and kind of making things happen. But uh, that team themselves, you know, got one of the best catchers ever coming out of uh, Dubuque, Iowa, or Dubuque um, area with Calvin Harris, um, you know, and then you got Andy Seabrook, you got Dylan Gatto, um, one of the heroes on the uh, Dubuque area baseball podcast, uh, all pitcher, de- or pitcher of the decade, um, which, you know, I, I thought he would have been higher between the one through the three, but you know, that's, that's just me. Um, <laughs> obviously, yeah, <laughs> obviously with, uh, the other teams, you know, you got Key West, they're always good. Um, and I'm just trying to think, you know, Rickersville's primarily been a pretty good team. Um, you got up uh, Dyersville as well. Um, they're predominantly, you know, they're, they're good, but, um, and obviously with us, Cascade, we're normally predominantly pretty good as well. But I'm just excited to get going. That's the biggest thing. And uh, I, I can't I can't wait to start. That's the one thing I've noticed talking to all the managers of the semi-pro teams is how anxious and excited they are to play this year. Now, projection on this year, how do you think your team will fare this season? You know, I think realistically, I think we're going to be all right. Um Obviously, we want to be better than we were last year, um, but predominantly, you know, we're, we're always a good team, and I'm hoping our success continues into this year as well. Now, I, I did not put this on your outline, um, and I don't do this because people are always thinking that I'm going to try to have a gotcha moment, and this is the first gotcha moment in the history of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. But Nate and I taught to, to taught together for a long time at Jefferson Middle School. So if I'm going to have a gotcha moment with somebody, it's got to be Nate McMullen. Here's my gotcha question for you. Why is Cascade so hated? It, when, when you look at communities, when you look at baseball, when you look at programs – People really either like Cascade or they absolutely hate them and can't stand them. And it's it's usually uh, a notch in your belt when you beat Cascade, whether it's in Little League or high school or semi-pro. But there's just always that negative connotation around Cascade outside of the Cascade community. Why do you think that is? That's that's a good question. It is a gotcha moment there, but uh, you know, I, just thinking about that, you know, Cascade's predominantly a baseball town, and you know, a lot of people, even like basketball stuff now, wise too. You know, we won the uh, state tournament in 2018, and you know, every, once you put on that jersey, that's who you're representing as a community. And uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is we're very competitive. Um, especially here. I don't know what they got in the Cascade water or anything like that, but we're, we're always going to compete every single game that we play and every time we step on the field in between the lines. And, you know, we always like to, you know, joke around and have fun. But once once it's time to get serious, it, we're, we're extremely competitive and we work hard every single game regardless of who we play. And, you know, that, that might be a, you know, pat on the back or, um, chip off your shoulder, but that's one thing that 
Cascade's always been as, you know, competitive and, you know, a success um, from the time being. Now, me being an outsider, I see that. But you being born and raised, corn-fed, grown in Cascade, do you see that? Or is that just me as an outsider who has that perception? We see it uh, from time to time. But, you know, it's... You know, it, it's it's tough, but as an outsider, it's probably easier to see. Um, but we understand it. Everything wants to beat us, obviously, but um, that's fine. And that's people's opinions and stuff like that. But I'm just, I, I'm excited to be where I'm at. And I and I can't thank Cascade enough for everything that they've done for us, or for me and for the Reds themselves, um, especially in our tournaments and even traveling-wise, too. You know, we get a pretty good fan section as well and that's one thing that i absolutely love it i i know the older i've gotten it's changed a ton but um now i mean i used to dislike teams and dislike programs but now i just have i have pride for my area so when cascade i believe there was one year where they won the state championship in boys and girls basketball in the same year i am i right on that or am i yeah, 2018. Yeah. yeah, the same year. I think sometimes that hatred just comes from tradition and yeah. and it, it comes from, you know, teams and programs predominantly being good and always being at the top. So that's my perception now. Now, Coach McMullen, who are some of Cascade's biggest rivals? You know, we, I always think about that. Um, obviously, Bernard, um, they're, you know, we're all friends, but all of a sudden, once it gets on the field and you got Cascade on your chest and they got Bernard on their chest, um, that's one that I can think of. Um, Epworth, the rowdy group, we we like to call them. Um, they're, they're always a fun time playing against each other. Um, and, you know, I have a huge respect to Epworth and, you know, Tyler Horner, their manager, Brett. I, I'm really good friends with all their guys. Um and then uh, Farley, you know, Eastern Iowa League and stuff like that. Um, there's always a big rivalry there. Um, just, you know, Key West as well. Uh, I always like to be Key West just to kind of uh, give Gary Root and a big listener just a bunch of an earful and stuff like that. And we always like to joke around, but once you step in the lines, it gets serious and you always want to win. So. It's probably great to beat your favorite, favorite uh, I'm sorry, favorite maybe, Possibly, um, but former coach uh, Dan Spain as well. Now, we're going to get into the part of the podcast, Nate, where you can start to uh, plug and promote Cascade Reds baseball. So I know you guys have a tournament. I know that tournament's huge. Uh, Promote it. Give us the dates. And then maybe also share your favorite experience from that um, so our tournament, it's themselves, um, a lot of people, we have, um, three nights of promotions, I believe. And it's a uh, three nights at Cascade plays. Um, I believe it's Fidelity Bank and Trust. Um, I believe it's Onward Bank and Trust too, off the top of my head. Um, as far as the tournaments, I, uh, the tournament itself, um, for um, July 12th through the 25th. Um, so uh, normally Cascade plays on the first two Sundays. I don't know what it is, but man, we love playing on Sundays. Um, and, you know, uh, 
it's that that's the best thing. It's Iowa's oldest and it's Iowa's greatest tournament. That's one of the things that we always have on the uh, um, programs and tournament schedules as well. So we we love for everybody to come out and check out our tournament, and um, we're excited to uh, have it again this year. Very cool. Give us those dates one more time, there, Coach. July twelfth through the fifth or through the twenty fifth. I excuse me. Very cool. And and what was that saying again? It's it's uh, baseball's longest running tournament, or what did you say there? I, I like that statement. Baseball's ba- baseball's oldest and greatest tournament. That's awesome. What's your favorite memory from playing in the Cascade tournament? If you had to pick one. Winning it, obviously, but um, you know, one of my one of my favorite memories of that tournament. Um, oh boy, um, just seeing the community itself come out and support us. Um, that's that was one of, that's one thing that I was gonna kind of go on a closing time with is um, just the support from Cascade and everything that they've done for us. And I cannot thank this community enough um, with the support and. Um, like I said before, I'm excited to get going. Very cool. Now, lastly, when and where can we see you guys play? And if we want to follow you on social media, what realms can we do that at? And what are your your tags? So we are um, at Cascade underscore Reds on Twitter. Um, and we also have a Facebook page as well. Um, we're still waiting for the schedule itself to come out. And kind of see, you know, what what we're gonna do. Um, I know we're gonna have a couple nights where we play teams that we don't normally play. Um, we're gonna play Upworth. We're gonna play Bernard. Um, so uh, the schedule itself is tough right now, just because we don't really know what we're gonna go with. Um, but I know uh, if you check the Twitter or Facebook page, we're always updating on when we play and things like that. So. Um, it's it's always going to be a good season, and hopefully we can uh, continue the success that we've had. Very cool. I'd like to thank one last time Coach Nate McMullen of the Cascade Reds for joining us. Before we turn that 6-4-3 ending any double play to end the podcast here, anything that you'd like to share, one last promotion you'd like to give, or anything um, off the top of your head that you may have forgotten? Uh, you know, just even once everything gets going and with this whole COVID thing, you know, be be smart. Uh, we'd appreciate all the support and everything, but just be smart, you know. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, we emphasize a lot, especially even when we're playing is, you know, think one or two steps ahead of where you're at. And, um, you know, it's always like baseball stuff, guy on first base, extra base hit, where are you going? You know, we obviously we want to throw that guy out at home, but – um, that's stuff like that. Just be smart, think, um, and obviously we we love to see you at the ballpark and come support the Cascade Reds. Thanks for uh, joining us, Nate McMullen, and listeners. Six four three, we're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.